0: Good morning, everyone. Can't believe that it's the last day of 2020, unless I'm doing my calendar wrong. New Year's Eve. Holy hell. This this year has been a crazy one, hasn't it? For, on so many levels. Anyways, on that, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not an attorney, nor am I... A therapist I'm an individual much like you somebody who's gone through a tough experience had their life completely flipped upside down and had to figure a way how to get through this what I do is I share that journey with you to help you do the same thing to help you get your life back minimize the damage of a toxic experience toxic abuse and rebuild and strengthen the relationship with your kids Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. So just be really careful throwing terms around because it hurts your credibility. I know you you want to expose the person. You want everyone to point and stare and go, oh my God, I see who that person is. Just be careful. You don't want to throw away your credibility just on an off chance. You might land a little blow. If you really like what's going on here and you want to help support the channel, please consider becoming a channel member. And when you do, you get special badges, custom emojis, names listed in the credits, access to member-only events, and access to a member-only section of the Discord. At the very minimum, if you're new, subscribe. Click the uh, bell notification so you don't miss a thing. If you want to get text notifications when the show goes live, you can... Sign up for that if you're in the United States and Canada, because why not only limit it? Because I can't get them to do it outside the area. You can text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012, and you'll be added on to the SMS list, and you'll get a text right to your phone with a show link so that you don't miss a show. And the phone lines will be open. You can dial in today by dialing them. That's one four two four All right. Man. You know, it is... I actually had to double check. Uh, double check. I'm like, no, nah, this can't be New Year's Eve. I mean, it doesn't feel like the Eve of much at, what, 6 a.m.? But but, but follow me here for a moment. <laughs> what a crazy year it is it's just amazing. so, on that, I'm not sure how I'm gonna do the show tomorrow because I don't think many people are gonna be getting up early, but I might do one a little bit later I have to uh I have to figure that one out anyways, let me just check check the comments, see who all's here. we gotta. We got a handful of people here, which is outstanding. I uh, I was talking to someone yesterday. It just reminded me how how hard all of this is, and how important it is to put in the work to heal. It's so difficult to confront. Scary things, difficult things. but it it what it ultimately does is it just prolongs the pain. And you might be able to find a way to just you know, find a way to to, to not muscle through it, but just to to make it okay. It's like, well, everything is okay, so I don't need to to, to really do the work. And it's amazing how all of these things... I was just thinking about this the other day. Keep coming up in life in different areas. You know, dealing with your past trauma is tough. But the rewards it it gives you is a better life, more peace, less chaos. But it's, it's everything. You know, if you... St- hunkered down and, and start going to school, which I mean, I didn't do, I mean, meaning, meaning college, there was always something that, you know, overcome by events, OBE. It's like every time you turn around, it's something else would happen. And had I, and I didn't, now this is something that I didn't do and wasn't, I mean, I was always working, geez, back in the day, you know, 12 to 14 hour days following the, the rat race. And in retrospect, if I would have just earmarked that time and, and hunkered down, I would have been done with that years ago. I would have had it, you know, now it's at the point where it's kind of like, I haven't done that going back to college at, you know, my age or being to the point to where I could afford to pay for it. And then go, I mean, if I didn't do it in debt, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's the return on investment isn't really there anymore. Had I done it earlier, it would have uh, been a good thing to do. Same thing with taking control of your finances. I've fallen into that trap where I just, I mean, and I'll just, I mean, to be brutally honest, at the beginning part of this adventure, the nine-year the nine-year saga, I, wouldn't, I didn't want to look at my budget because I didn't want to know the answer because I knew it was bad. And I was afraid that if I looked at it, that it would basically be not enough money, that I would basically be in the negative every paycheck. When I finally stopped and finally sat down and put the numbers in, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. There was some wiggle room. Now I'll tell you to to go from an. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys can can uh, relate to this. To go from a career, from a you know the height of your professional game, I guess, and to look at it and realize that you have you know, $110 left over at the end of the month, (laughs) month, not paycheck. When everything, when the tally sheets are done at the end of the month, it was that low. It was pretty devastating. But I finally started hunkering down and and just diving into that and was able to make it work. I mean, part of it was I, I knew that it was temporary, right? I didn't, It's it's weird whenever you look at uh, child support dropping off as being a pay raise, but that's effectively the way I had to approach it. And it's just, again, another example of doing the hard things and getting the benefit from that long term. It's a weird balance because things are so crappy that you don't want to be reminded of it. But it kind of goes. No, it doesn't kind of go. It goes with what I say, what I often say is that you just have to just, like anything is just in this, you have to re baseline your life. You have to accept the situation that you're in and get to the point to where you just say, enough. I'm not gonna live like this anymore. See, guys, here's the here's the thing, which I think is a a potential benefit to our situations. And I always have a hard time when I say that because we wouldn't wish this this hell that we end up going through on our worst enemy. However, the reality is, is most of the time people don't start to make change until there's some significant pain point that happens to where you say, oh crap, I got to change something. This is not working for me if you talk about it from the relationship side of it, it took me 20 years to get to that point. 20 years to, to finally get to the point to say, I deserve an opportunity or the potential, the possibility of being happy. To... To get and see, maybe my situation might be a little different, only because I'm the one who ultimately said I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And even then, it was still really hard because I didn't expect what was coming. And in retrospect, I think it was coming anyways. It's just I beat her to the punch, and that really made <laughs> that that made her angry. <laughs> A lot of times this happens because you're, you're cruising along, you think everything's fine, and then you come home one day and everything's not fine and everything is blown up and you realize that you're on a ticking time bomb that just went off. Bottom line is, is in either scenario, you have a life-changing event that forces you to reevaluate, reevaluate your life, the direction you're going, and what you uh, intend to do going forward. That pain, that pressure point, is a catalyst. Well, it's a catalyst that brought you here. You're not going to be searching out you know, toxic divorces, high-conflict divorces, how do I co-parent with somebody when they won't do it, If you're not in this situation, but if you're in this and maybe you, if you're listening to this right now, maybe you're new into it, know that this experience is going to afford you the opportunity to take an inventory of your life and start to make changes It's, it's really weird. I mentioned this the other day that, that uh, around my 40s, I decided that I was tired of living under stress. I was tired of living in fear. Every day when I would wake up, I was filled with anxiety. I mean, I was still doing really well at work. I mean, I was accomplishing a lot, but I wasn't recognizing it for myself. And I wasn't really enjoying it. I was like I was in this freak out mode to where I was just constantly worried, and as part of it, it was probably my subconscious telling me, you know you're you know eject, eject, eject for those military air Force people, and I finally got to the point where I was tired I was so tired of that that I'm like, I I have to pivot. I have to find a way to to be happy and find peace. And I started making that transition. And I started feeling outstanding. I was so grateful for my career and what it afforded me the opportunities to do at the time I was grateful for my family. I was like, "Oh my god, we've been through so much and we've made made so much made it made it, I don't mean money wise, but I'm just talking about we've made it through so much." You know, a child with a severe disability that we didn't even know if they if he was going to uh, if he was going to make it. A childhood where we didn't know when he did survive, what did that mean? Was he gonna have a mental disability? Was he gonna was it gonna get worse? Thank God he's I mean it's sad he has a disability, but mentally he's there. You can talk he's he's smart. His problem is physical. And maybe a little bit of an attitude problem, but that's a different story. But I was uh, I was pretty damn content. I was looking to the future, you know, I had this vision in my head of happy times and grown up kids and grandkids and sitting on the porch, being able to say I was actually excited about being able to say, Yep, we we skirted skirted, we uh, we were the anomaly. You know, who in the world meets, gets married really quick and has a long-term marriage? Nobody. Ours was different. It was special. (laughs) A special form of hell. But the reality is my departure from chaos, unfortunately, created more chaos. Toxic person doesn't like peace. It doesn't Make them feel good. And when that happens, they have to reset everything. They have to get the baseline back. And she did. She dropped a big bomb, I guess, for lack of a better word, right in the middle of everything. Torpedoed the whole thing. But it afforded me the opportunity to reevaluate my life, to rethink how I was going to go forward. Now, I did not appreciate that at the time. I do now. At the time, I felt like I had just been sucker punched, kicked in the head. Everything was ruined. That vision of a future was gone. But it forced me to look at myself. It forced me to work on some of my own issues. And I am forever grateful for that. It's given me the opportunity to meet you wonderful people. I absolutely wish it would have been under different circumstances. I have met some really great people throughout the last nine years that I probably wouldn't have had an opportunity to meet. Debbie's one of them. From the ashes of all this, some good things can really happen. But you have to do the work. Let me just say, Had I dove into the anger side of things, if I would have went full MGTOW, this would be a very different channel. Might have a lot more subscribers, but it wouldn't be who I want to be. And it would be based in anger and bitterness and just negative thoughts. And I could have picked that. A lot of people do. A lot of people go through this and they allow it to just corrupt every aspect of their lives. I made a comment what yesterday, I think when Craig called or the day before, my goal for every one of you is to get your life back, to find your peace, to minimize or to the greatest extent possible, eliminate the effects of a to- any toxic person in your life and change the change the trajectory of your life to where you find peace, you find joy. You get up in the morning and you're just relaxed And looking forward to the day, no matter what, you know, that that the unknown isn't scary anymore, that you look forward to it. It's crazy. Anyways, anyways, I mean, that was a rant. How was that for a New Year's Eve rant in the morning (laughs) with coffee? On that, Make this next year the year you kick it into high gear that you sit down and you say, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to start making some positive changes. And in five to 10 years, my life is going to be different. I know saying that, especially for people who are at the beginning side of this, and maybe you're Looking at limited time with your children, a huge child support alimony bill. There's a way, there's a way through this. And you get your life back. You put in the work, you'll turn this around. I didn't think it was possible. I used to at the beginning part of this, I'll do one little part of this last little rant and then I'll move on. But at the beginning beginning part of this, I sat down and I I looked at the numbers and I'm like, oh my God. And I looked at how I was basically just stuck in running in place. And I'm like, holy hell, I'm not going to be able to get out of this for 12 years And I remember even looking at it going, oh my God, and then when the kids drop off, all that extra money is just going to go basically to taxes. And I was, every day I was convincing myself that there was no path forward. Those are dangerous times. Man, those are dangerous times. You start thinking like that and your days just get worse and worse and worse. And when you've, when you've been kicked down so far, It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, see a way out. It blows my mind that things started getting better emotionally before my, my first child became, you know, an adult before the, that stopped. And even then that, that number didn't necessarily help, but, but things got better. Before that money thing got better, it's like I was able to turn things around. And you're going to be able to do it too. Hang in there. Make 2021 the year that you say enough and you start to take your life back. You start to take your spirit back. Anyways. Ah. Oh, I like this. Stephanie says, I love your perspective to pick up your bootstraps and find some positivity positivity. Admit the chaos to turn this around. Oh my God, it's so important. Whoa, wrong way. It's so important to do that. It is critically and it's hard to do. I do have one question, Stephanie. Are you a longtime viewer on this and have changed your name multiple times? Because you look vaguely familiar, and I've been tr- there's one person I've been wanting to reconnect with from the early days, and uh, I can't seem to find the contact information. So it's weird. So many people flow through this, and and then they do they they get better and they move on and they're living their life and they're not watching this type of stuff because there's no there's no need to. So it's. Uh, You know, I've lost track with a lot of people, so anyways, and Will says, running in quicksand at the bottom of the ocean, that's what it feels like, absolutely, all that money goes to taxes, the wise chat manager I, you know, actually, and, and okay, yes, there is some that is going to go to that, but I'm still going to be a net positive and, uh, I'm, uh, I'm again, looking forward to the future for the longest time, even, even the retirement side, I kind of made my peace with that, but I think I have another, uh, I think, I think I'm starting to see a pathway through that too, which is really crazy. Cause I couldn't, I, I couldn't see it before. Will says, at times I feel, quote, bad and weird when I look at my life now and see how that overall, it is so much better. In a way, I guess I have to thank the ex. (laughs) I know it's weird, right? But in some ways it is. Sometimes I think, you know, whatever you believe in, God, universe, supreme being, whatever it is on your side, it's like, we are afforded the opportunity to learn these lessons in a more easy way. No one ever, very rarely does anyone do it in the easy way. However, if you don't figure it out, it's like the world will give you a little nudge to, like, oh, okay, you you weren't you weren't taking the subtle hints, so let me just slap you slap you upside the head and. Uh, Make it a little clearer. There are so many incidences I can look back at in my relationship with the ex. Where it was like, God screaming at me, don't do it. Run away. You were supposed to go for coffee and have a nice dinner. That didn't make sense. But you know what I mean? It's like you were just supposed to go on a date and move on. You weren't supposed to marry this person, you knucklehead. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, the reality is, is that if I would have happened, I would have at that mental stage I was at, I would have found somebody else. If I wouldn't have learned the lesson and say, you know, I need to work on myself. I need to make sure that that I got good boundaries, that my self-esteem is good, that I don't need anyone else to complete me, that I well I already said boundaries, but can really enforce those boundaries and and not be fearful of having communications. I would have been outstanding. It would have changed the tra- trajectory of my life. I'd be a different person. I probably wouldn't have any gray Eh, maybe I'd have gray. Anyways, I feel like I'm, a, I'm entertaining myself. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys appreciate this <laughs> this morning. Uh, nice. John says, GSD, I found that instead of taking care of my ex, or I'd even say thinking about my ex, I have shifted to taking care of myself. Guys, that right there, if you can sh- pivot... To start focusing more energy on improving your life, to to getting over the anger, to to just making positive changes, it transforms, it transforms everything, transforms everything. All right. I have a caller. Uh, Let me first clear my screen or at least attempt to. Hello. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Dwayne. It's Richard Biscuit. How you
0: doing? Hi. Th- thanks for calling. You've been around for a long time. What's going on?
1: I, I have. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year um, to you. To, first of all, I just wanted to uh, take a sec, because your opening kind of uh, inspired me. I want to take a second. Okay. And I just want to ask everybody to take a second and congratulate ourselves, because we made it through a horrible year for everybody, but what I've seen on this channel is that People didn't stop pushing. We were pushing through so much with the pandemic and and all the loss, but people on this channel, we never stopped pushing for ourselves or each other, and our tribe just would not. Stop. And so I just wanted to make sure that just this morning, maybe take three seconds and dig yourself because Dwayne, is as our, as our fearless leader, um, <laughs> I think our tribe has come so far. And I really can't, I came into this like around this time last year. And I was just thinking this morning, you know, it's been so long and what you were saying made so much sense. And I just wanted to say, hey, everybody yourself, congratulate us. We did a great job this year. We're not there yet, but it's a horrible year. So many people probably gave up on so many things, but everyone that's here with me right now, I just feel like we never gave up on each other. So thank you all.
0: That's outstanding. I love you saying that. That's awesome. Great message. Well, dude, I'm just like rephrasing what you said, so it's really... really I like it, though. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I mean, that's better. I mean, you know, I don't want to just be the only person here talking to myself, having no? a good time.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a writer, so my job is just to take what other people say and, and kind of Outstanding. Try and make it something. But I do want to take about five minutes, and it's a very difficult subject, and I hope that I'm going to approach it the right way, but... Everything that I've learned through this journey, and um, interesting story, I, I hadn't dated in over a decade because I had very bad relationships. And the first time I dated, t- first two guys out of the gate, classic NPD, and, yeah. you understand. and I went to my, my doctor and I said, what are the odds? And she looked at me, she goes, pretty good, actually. What happened in my journey? And something that I want to talk about on several levels. So when I say this, don't worry, everybody. I'm fine. Everybody's fine, but this is what happens with self-awareness. That I was raised in a toxic household. I still have the bitters, my toxic siblings, and my life has has really not gone according to plan. And I just realized, watching your show, but also doing research on others, I realized what has happened over the course of my life, and it's led me to a place where it's it's very difficult. But everyone is right now. But what I want to say is, as I researched this and learned about NPD. I also dove into the rest of Cluster B, and it soon became aware to me that my life has been a series of outcomes that were unfortunately the result of um, borderline personality disorder. The reason I'm outing myself like this, when I outed myself to my family, they they rejected me because uh, I think there was a meme on Discord the other day that said, you don't have a family with mental illness, you have a family with unresolved trauma, and whoever posted that, (laughs) thank you so much. But what happened was they rejected me and now I'm trying to figure out how to do this. But here's what happened. By learning about BPD, by accepting it, what I then found out was BPD and NPD, kind of like the the the, the, the dark dance, they are yin and yang. One is attracted to the other because they each fill the holes in the house. So I guess this is my way of saying I've learned something that has been difficult in me, it wonderful to understand, but so difficult. I know that Cluster B, um, as I say, I want to do a blog called Greetings from Cluster B because I know my mom's narc narc and histrionic and everything, but I'm hoping people understand that people in in Cluster B, some of us are there uh, because we want to be or we don't like it or whatever. Some of us are there like me because I was raised this way and it took me a long time to understand that BPD creates problems creates behaviors that drive people away but that pulls NPDs toward me so what I've learned along this journey has been um, very difficult but when it comes to learning and journeys sometimes you've got to accept something it's not always the end of the rainbow right now I'm in a difficult place but I know why and so the only thing I'd ask as a PSA is that cluster B has a lot of problems and it's hard for me right now because I don't think my mother intentionally did it, but I've got to find some place to go with that anger. And But when we talk about people with BPD, um, specifically just a PSA for, for me, it, not all of us are like that and not all of us. The ones that don't care about what they do to other people and don't try to get help, those are the ones that don't deserve our respect. But I would just ask that when thinking about people with BPD and if you can through the symptoms because my sisters took my sister's symptoms personally and after I explained to them this is what it is and this is why I need family they're like no you know what uh, we don't want to look at our family that way we don't want to think that that kind of family exists so I don't know if this is a PSA for for, uh, for cluster B but my overall message is a journey is necessary what you find on it can um, be good Sometimes it can be very difficult, but at the end of the day, even if you're struggling, struggling means you're moving forward. So congratulations, everybody, on surviving a 2020. Dwayne. dude, like, I could not, you're like my North Star, baby. You are. <laughs> you are awesome. And my tribe is, I love you guys. So congratulations, everybody. Thank you and
0: congratulations. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for calling. I, I, I just, man, you know, I, I, and I'll, I'll just dovetail on that. One of the things that we often, that that often comes up is, or that I've said, N- NPD pretty much for the most part will never seek help. BPD has an opportunity to do it, but the person has to want to change and put in the work. And like what the caller was talking about, you know, so she's realized She's got that issue and working to deal with it. I mean, I, I, it's like an alcoholic, right? I mean, you got the person who's like, yeah, they they have a problem and they just say F it and they drive their life into the ground and never do anything to help themselves. And then you have the people kind of like with what we were talking about before who hit a rock bottom or have an, have a scenario or a situation where they go, holy crap, my life's out of control. I got to do something. So I mean somebody who's a recovering alcoholic, do you always look at them and say, "Oh well, I'm sorry, you know, you had that problem and I don't care if you've worked through it. You know, you'll never be anything different than that. Yeah, that's not fair. And I feel sorry for I mean that that's that's rough, not not surprising, but it's rough whenever you have that uh, uh, that aha moment, you talk to your family to try to get support. And they're like, "Oh no, you are not going to shine a light in our house. That ain't happening." So just so you know, we're going to basically cast you out, and we're going to. And unfortunately, probably the way that happened is then they start running a smear campaign to say, "You know, I don't know what's wrong with that person. You know, with my sister, you know, she's just crazy. That's all on her. We're all fine. Every family has problems. She's just blowing it out of uh, blowing it out of proportion." It's crazy. It ultimately comes down to you, to the individual, to what you decide to say, okay, like I was talking about earlier, enough is enough. I'm going to make a change. And the hard part about this is oftentimes it's not just the original catalyst that, that starts this whole ball rolling. Let me see. Maybe I didn't. Maybe maybe I talked a little too figuratively. What what I mean is, is that you can have a situation where a relationship starts this, you know, lights the fuse, so to speak. And then as you start diving more into this and you're learning more and you realize, holy crap, everybody in my life is toxic. And then you go through the phase where. You feel like oh my god I must be the problem because everyone else is this way. No, it's just that we end up surrounding ourselves with the same people. You know, I mean if if you surround yourself with people who have well, we'll say drug and alcohol problems and everyone's occur- encouraging it, you can begin to think well, everybody is this way. But they're not you surround yourself with all those people, then that's the problem. You surround yourself with people who are doing different things and it starts changing. Anyways, my point is this. You go through the initial thing that starts this. Then you realize that the people you've been surrounding yourself with might not be such the greatest people in the world. And then you start purging them and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. There's no one out there. But ultimately what happens is, is you start finding other like-minded people who are on the same growth path as you and your life starts to turn around and then you start to realize, holy cow, there is this whole other thing. If I would have just went left down the alley and then right and then down two blocks, here was, you know, here was my tribe, like, like uh, the caller was saying. So just uh just understand that there's this there is a journey through this that has a huge payoff. So oh I missed a question where one somebody had asked one with the caller was on it. So I apologize for missing that. <laughs> Scott says, "Just noticed Dwayne has the mega coffee cup engaged today." Could result in an extended show. Never know. No, unfortunately, I still have to work today. I didn't take it off. But I do have... I don't remember why I grabbed... I think I couldn't find my other one, so I grabbed this one. And see, normally what... Never mind. I got to turn this around. Anyways. All right, let me check the comments, see what's going on. Hmm... I wonder if that was from today. Uh, I'm not entirely, entirely sure. Hold on. Let me get that off the screen. Uh, I'm just, I wish I could highlight this. Uh, iTumblers, it said, maybe today, maybe yesterday. Uh, my ex was 30 minutes late to exchange because my daughter took a nap, a late nap. It says, LOL, we're going to break court orders because of naps, apparently. <laughs> You know, I lived in so much fear at the beginning of this that I didn't. I mean, just because of the shenanigans that were going on, you know, I was trying to make sure that every time something was supposed to happen. Yes, all are from today. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Moderator Debbie, sending me a little note. So, uh, uh, but no, I went through through the phase where I was so freaked out about being late or whatnot. And what's crazy is, is that a lot of times what will happen is, is they'll do stuff like that. And then you're late and it'll be like, you know, why are you always late? You know, my ex is always late. I can't remember if she used to always be late. I think so. Maybe. I mean, the one time, what, what was it? A few weeks ago. Whenever I ask a question of my youngest, it's like, "Hey, are you guys running late?" No, we don't come over till six. I'm like, "Yeah, I know, but you know, you guys run late. I'm just, lot. I'm just checking. And and I I was not trying to poke anyone in the eye. And all it did was start a complete crap show over there. It's like, "Oh my God, your dad's going to be mad." Oh, you know, keep going. You know, everyone was. I mean, from what I've heard later. Well, because everyone came over, and it was like Groundhog Day. I'm like, what in the world happened? On top of the fact that they walked in the door a minute early. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hello. And, uh, yeah, so they were able to spin that, that dad's going to be mad. I'm like, trust me, I don't care anymore. I mean, as long as you're, it's annoying when it's an hour, and you don't tell me. But uh, for the most part, it's like I don't. I'm not gonna, you know, dive into chaos anymore. And the game playing, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Let me look at some more comments. Oh, I hate my my eyes are like giving me, giving me grief this morning. Child, the wise chat master. The child can sleep in the car too. That's funny. Oh, that's cool. John said, I joined a men's, uh, joined a meet, let me try that again. I joined groups on meetup in my area and went on a men's team. That's not, I mean, I know right now with COVID and the lockdown, probably not really much of an option, but I would definitely encourage people once once this is over, once uh, they start opening things back up. Find something that interests you, and join join the group for it. Uh, one of the things that that uh, actually Debbie and my youngest were going to do before this pandemic started. Uh, they had joined the local gem and mineral club. You know, not really something that you know I'm into, but it's a whole community of people. They have events. You know, it's a way to get out and deal with other people. I would encourage you to do that if you're into. I know some of you guys are into photography. Find a photo club. You know, find some people that you can go out with. And do that. And maybe you might even make more friends that you can go do other things with. You know, John Boston talking about the the men's group. You know, I mean, if you're into cigars, find a cigar group or whatever. But just start thinking about adding some other things just to give you some different experiences in your life, right? iTumbler says, DSC, what's the plan for New Year's tonight? I don't know. I mean, Debbie will come over, if I remember correctly, (laughs) later. Uh, I mean, we can't really do anything, can't go anywhere. I'm not much of a really go-anywhere type of person anyways. I'm not a big fan, I guess, of the whole New Year's thing. Because I just don't like staying up that late. But uh, yeah, we'll just hang out. What do you guys have planned? Anybody got anything exciting planned? Probably the biggest thing is I'll text my kids happy new year at the end of the at the at the hour mark. Oh, thanks mother for the super chat or super sticker. It might be a super sticker. Thank you so much for the support on that. Uh, let's see. Will ask a question. How do you handle your kids withholding things or being a certain way because they think you will be mad? I would say use it as an opportunity to demonstrate to them that they can come and talk to you. And then maybe it'll be a hard topic, but that you guys can sit down and work through it. It's tough, though, whenever the ex is probably drilling into their head that you're... I mean, like, take me. I mean, my kids are 21, 19, and 15. You'd think after all this time, they would know. But that whole little thing, they were able to spin up and, you know, push the buttons, you know, boop, on themselves and and get themselves spun out of control. So the thing is, is you just... Have the conversation with them later saying, I'm not worried about it. It's not a big deal. I'm not mad. Now, I mean, if it's something that does make you mad, I guess you have to uh, just be careful how you couch it, right? One of the things, excuse me, one of the things that's that's tough with this, I was talking to a coaching client on this yesterday, one of the things that's tough with this is a toxic ex is constantly trying to drive wedges between you and your children. And as a result of that, you have to be very cautious on how you interact with them because you can't necessarily respond the way you probably would have if it would have been a a happy marriage where you both, two parents, were supporting each other. It's a lot easier to to do things to where you play the good cop, bad cop. However, I will say this. I think and I believe that this situation, if we deal with it appropriately, ultimately makes us better parents because we have to, to, to shift our relationship with our children to be both the good and the bad cop. Which I think builds more trust, more openness, and I think makes for a better relationship. I'll tell you, had I not got divorced, had this not happened, although I was at the point where I was pivoting, I was tired of playing that role. So I don't know if I think I, I was in, the, I was on the process of stopping being the absolute parent, you know, and being the disciplinarian And uh, playing that role. But I mean, I played that role for the majority, well, at the time, you know, the entire point of the kids' lives. I mean, that was the role I played for 13 years or 12 years for my oldest at the time. And as a result of this, I've completely shifted. You know, I mean, I still have my boundaries. I still have my deal breakers, so to speak. But at the same time, I've worked really hard to foster good communications with the kids so that they feel that they can talk to me. That's and that's my goal. My goal is, is that if there's this tough issue that they feel that okay, I can I can talk to to my dad so that and know that, you know, even if he doesn't agree, he's gonna help me through it. He's just not gonna be angry. But when you got somebody else who's constantly, who's constantly trying to undermine your relationship, it's going to make it more complicated because they're going to be getting whispering sweet nothings into their ears about. It's so sad that your mom or your dad just won't, you know, do whatever. Oh, it was a super sticker. So I'll read, I'll repost re, re this, and it was a super sticker, smiling faces with sunglasses. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. All right. Man, how did we almost get up to the hour? Holy cow. Oh, there you go. The wise chat manager, his plans is the kids and I are going to the girlfriend's house, going to be drowning myself in the hot tub before the snow and crud and then heading home. That sounds fun. That, that actually does sound fun. All right. Let's see. <laughs> Shane, the plans are trying not to drink. That's funny. Ah, time to practice some long exposures on fireworks. Yeah, they're, I mean, fireworks are not allowed here, but there'll be people... Launching mortars, just for you know, for the most part in California, those are all illegal fireworks. (laughs) Speak, you guys remember? I don't know if you saw the video of it, but last year during the Fourth of July, LA County was like, Fourth of July is banned, stay home, don't go out. And it was like the entire city gave a big, big, the big, sorry, the big bird. Sorry, I almost did that to uh to the to the leadership of the state and the count or uh, uh, the of the city and I remember seeing the footage from it and it looked like a damn war zone. It was like every everybody it was like more fireworks than normal. That was pretty funny. Anyways, <laughs> uh Yeah, that's true. Debbie says, Dwayne is end, in, in, quote unquote, to New Year's. I don't drink, which I didn't know if I said that earlier. I don't drink. I think I've had maybe in my entire life a couple of sips of wine. I mean, like literally like a taste. And I'm like, yeah, that tastes like crap. And uh, throughout my life, every once in a while, I mean, so I can't say that I've never had a drink, but it's something I just don't do. Never have, never really been part of my thing. I think part of it was, is uh, alcoholism was in my family, and I think it was one of those things where I'm like, man, I just, I don't want any part of that. So it's never been, uh, been anything that I wanted to mess with. I have enough problems with food; I don't need anything else to. That's a potential uh, addiction. All right. Alex says, uh, so you always had good boundaries with your kids. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. My, my initial response or thought on that is the answer is no. And, but I did have better boundaries with my kids as opposed to the ex. I had her on such a pedestal that she was like, you know, I was she was my 100% focus and the kids were, were kind of secondary, which is really sad actually. Well, part of that is also because early on whenever I would do some stuff, I mean, I remember this one thing seared into my head and I have a hard time with, with memories sometimes on remembering things. And the ex had gotten irritated that, you know, she always had to take the kids to urgent care. I always take them to urgent care. It's like, that's because you're the stay-at-home mom, and I have a J-O-B. But I'm like, all right, whatever. I got vacation and sick leave, so I just took the day, drove the drove the middle child into town, went to urgent care, went through that whole process, and when we were done, I don't know how old she was. I mean, this was a long time ago, so this was probably she was like maybe seven or eight. We finished that up, and we went to... uh Went to Denny's, had something to eat, got a big milkshake or something like that. Took a picture and sent it to mom of, I don't know if I sent it of both of us together or, or just uh, just our daughter. And when I walked in the door, I got flambeed. How dare you make taking her to the doctor an adventure? And I'm like, what? I mean, I got flambayed. It's like, how dare you? You will never do that again. And at the time, I still didn't understand what I was dealing with. Well, okay. I mean, it took me a long time to figure that out. But that screwed with my head because I'm like, wait, what? So, and I should have. I mean, if I had would have had better boundaries, I would have said, you know, I would have laid. I would have said, uh, stop right now. We're not, what are you out of your mind? And, uh, I did. And I was like, oh my God, you know, what, uh, oh no. Did I do something wrong? All right. Let's see here. Oh, Volser says, happy new year, everyone. Stephanie, happy new year. You guys, you guys are awesome. Ah. Alex says uh, Dwayne, you you say you are or were the disciplinarian for me it switched she was hundred percent. honestly, if you're not the disciplinarian you got you typically have a uh, advantage because your relationship already isn't isn't already strained but the difference but the difference is, is that if you're the empathetic type and that's your role and you're not using it as a wedge to try to destroy the relationship with your kids, which typically if you're at this channel, that's exactly what you're not going to do, then it doesn't necessarily you know necessarily give you that advantage. But if you if you're the if you're the the non-disciplinarian one, and your covert manipulative, oh, you can absolutely use that to to drive a wedge, to drive a huge wedge, a huge wedge between you and your kids. Uh, John says that when, uh, when they canceled the fourth, I can't believe that they, you know what? I'm not going to get into politics. But that really bothered me. My favorite holiday is the 4th of July. I really, you know, I really love the United States. I know we have viewers from all over the place. But that's, that is, uh, that's one of those, those holidays I really like. And when they canceled it, I'm like, what? How the hell do you cancel the 4th of July? It made no sense to me. Made no sense. Anyways. I'm not gonna go down that road because nothing good will come from that, at least for this show. Hold on. Fulster says DSD sometimes when my kids talk about what they do at the exs house, I most of the time don't want to hear it. I can I can agree. I used to feel that way too. And it sounds like all the stuff is made up or exaggerated. how to deal with it. That's great, guys. You know that sounds fun, and then you move the topic. So, so respond in a positive way because sometimes what they're doing is they're just testing to see how much you hate the X. So, if they bring something up, are you going to be like like that? Are you going to be like, "Oh wow, that's cool." I mean, that's great. You guys had a great time. That sounds like a neat experience, and say it with kind of like a little bit of fake happiness in your voice. As opposed to rolling your eyes and being like, "Really? Wow! Yeah, that's a really it happened like that." You don't want to do that. It's a, it's kind of a test, uh, and your kids are trying to figure out what they can or cannot say. If it, what I've found is, if you let them say that and you seem happy about it, and then you kind of drift the conversation to someplace else, it'll it'll work out okay. But if you do the opposite, and I have to say that I have done the opposite, it creates extra problems. So it kind of goes back to that um conversation I mentioned about with the salsa that happened the other day. I was so irritated at that. And I'm like, oh my God. And it was just I didn't want any, I don't want anything from the ex. And Again, I didn't know whether my daughter had uh, made, had been a part of it. After, after I consumed said salsa and pretended that I enjoyed it. I did ask the ex, I'm like, Oh, did you, you know, did you make some of this too? And when she said, Oh no, no, mommy just made it. I, I just, you know, I just brought it over. I'm like, Oh wow. Oh cool. And I'm thinking seriously, but you know, you gotta you gotta look at things differently all right where are we at oh we're actually over time I was letting it run a little bit late cause I are longer because I had run out of time so on that guys happy New Year's Eve I'd like to say I'd be back here tomorrow but I'm I'm thinking I'm lying because I don't uh I, I don't really want to get up that early tomorrow and I really don't think anyone else is but what I will say is this if you uh, are we're planning on being up at 6 a.m. Pacific tomorrow put it in the comments and I'll and I'll try to adjust my uh, my plan accordingly. I will be off so at some point Debbie and I probably will do a joint show kind of like we did on Christmas uh, so keep your eyeballs open for that. But before I go, I do want to just say thank you so much to the channel members. You guys help keep these lights on, keep this going, keep me motivated. You know, every time I I see that, it's like, man, that is really cool that somebody feels good enough about this channel to to mash that button and, and support in that way. So on that, thank you so much for that support, and I'll catch you on the next one.